1: Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Thank you so much for everybody that's tuning in this week. We've got a great show in store for you. This week, we're going to be listening into a special speaker by the name of Pastor Charles Wycliffe. And we're going to be listening in on a sermon that Charles Wycliffe shared at Freedom Fellowship Church about commitment, specifically commitment to God and how important it is in our life, and how integral it is to the move of God happening in the church and happening in our life. Because as we commit fully to the leading of the Holy Spirit and to the leading of God, that's where the power is. That's where we begin to see signs and wonders. Amen? Well, I'm not going to take up too much of your time, so without further ado... Here is Pastor Charles Wycliffe.
2: When I became a young Christian, one of the Bible passages that I loved so much is in Psalm 37. Psalm 37 generally is a wonderful passage. But 37 verse 5, it says, Commit your ways unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And that's a passage that I've held on to up to this day that as long as I commit what I want to do into the hand of God as long as I allow God to lead and direct me there might be problems there will be definitely be challenges because the enemy does not want you to achieve that so that God will not be glorified in your life but at the same time hold on to your commitment And the plan and purpose of God will be fulfilled. But unfortunately, for many believers today, one of the greatest challenges that we face is with commitment. Many people are unable to commit to a relationship, to a partner, to an employer, even to a church. A lot of people love to try this, go there and do this. And as a result of being unable to commit, even in our daily activities, many have found it difficult to commit to God. And until we get to that point, when we are able to say, God, let your will be done. Let your purpose for my life be fulfilled. All that we are seeking after may be difficult to attain. Amen. And there are so many passages in the word of God talking and emphasizing commitment. Numbers chapter 30 verse 2 says, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. You must hold on to your promises to God. Also, Psalm 16, verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. We all have different plans. We all have our ways that, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. But when we commit those plans to the Lord, he will establish them. We've been talking about, but what is commitment? Commitment. Commitment is being dedicated to a cause, an activity, to be dedicated to a person, a place, or a thing. Dedication. And it's somehow related to consecration. Because when you consecrate something, you are dedicating that thing to God. Or whatever. But it is dedication. It is setting yourself apart. For God as a believer. So, when we talk about commitment, it is very, very important because God also is a God of commitment. Because when you and I give our lives to Christ, when we decided that, yes, I am moving from the other camp and I'm moving to the camp of God, we made a commitment. A commitment to serve God. A commitment to trust him. A commitment to do his will. And God also made a commitment to you that I will be your God and I will take care of you. God is a God of commitment. There is this analogy I used to make. James chapter 4 verse 8. The A part of it says, draw near to god and he will draw near to you and we have already also read in some other passages in the bible that says god is in heaven and that the earth is his footstool which means when god wants to stretch his legs he just use the earth and he will just stretch his legs on it and the bible also tells us that heaven is far removed from the earth so for god to use the earth as his footstool his legs must be very long Yeah, his leg must be very long. Sitting in heaven and using the earth that is far away from heaven as his footstool. And the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Which means, if you with your very short legs draw near to God by taking a step or two towards him. When God with his own long legs draw near to you, he will have closed a lot of gap. So it is very important that you and I draw close to God. Because it is in drawing close to God that we will be able to receive more of God. It is in drawing close to God that God will be able to perform that which he has promised in our lives. When God created man, God never created man to be independent of him. It is as a result of the independence that man wanted to assert that we are in trouble on earth today. God created man, gave him knowledge, wisdom, gave him so much. But at the same time, he wants a close relationship with man. He wants you to discuss even the minutest things. God, what clothes should I wear today? What should I eat today? Those things that are so small, God is interested in them. Because if this same God knows the number of ears on your head, although I don't have any now, but he still knows how many, how much. He knows those ones that are falling off. How much more? What is important to you? How much more? How you will live here on earth and be a glory to his holy name? I want us to think about it. Getting close to God. Being committed to God in many areas, even is to our own advantage. We will benefit even a lot more when we get close to God. Another thing is that when we are committed to God, God will be able to commit his own resources in heaven, on earth, he will use people, he will use situations and circumstances to effect the desires of our hearts. But one thing that is important is being rooted and committed, holding on to him. In my life, I've made some mistakes. If, a lot. But I've found out that every time that I've made mistakes, every time that I've had to say, oh, I wish I hadn't did, done this, those were times when I thought that I'm smart. Those were times that I thought that, oh, I don't need to talk to God about this. I can go it myself. Even things that seem so easy, and you feel that, "Ah, oh, no, this is, so easy I can do this. I don't have to talk to God. You find out that, that it is not as it seems. Yesterday I was I went to Houston. And when I travel like that even when I know where I'm going, I always put on my GPS. Why? Because there are times that the place that the road that you take, maybe there's an accident and it is better for you to take a diversion. The same with God. Always allow God to lead you. Remember, Moses entered into trouble because he became too familiar with God. Wow, well, I know him. Yeah, he said, okay, the, last, the first time he said, hit the rock and water will come out. And he did and water came out. And he said, oh, okay. So the next time God said, speak to the rock. But because he has got, he has grown so familiar with God, He thought he knew how God works. Maybe he didn't hear the second part. It's water. It's rock. It will be that. Hit it. And he went ahead and hit the rock and God said not this time. You will not enter the promised land. I've tried to look at it so many times and I'm like God, this is a human being. You know him very well. This is somebody that has worked with you for so long. Why would you do this? Why would you at that point say he will not enter into the promised land and what came to my spirit is to whom so much is given a lot is expected maybe if it was someone else that did it God would just say okay it's all right he doesn't know me so much so it's all right and God will forgive but Moses begged he cried and God said no. He got to a point said Moses, don't talk to me about this anymore. And I'm like, God, why? Which means we that we have given our lives to Christ, that we have tasted of His goodness, of His blessings, and we know who God is. We have to be very, very careful that we don't take our relationship and the goodness of God for granted. And this brings us to the reason why the holy spirit is very important in our lives the holy spirit is the executive power of god here on our earth right now when jesus was going he said okay i'll not leave you comfortless i'll give you my spirit to teach you to lead you to guide you in the ways that you will go so that you will still continue to do the will of the father Beloved, commitment is very important. But we cannot do it by ourselves. We cannot do it alone. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us. There may be roads that you know very well, but I always say that when we allow God to lead and direct us, what we are doing is we are submitting to him. Because he is the creator. He knows the path that you are taking. He knows those areas where there are potholes in those those areas that there is a stop sign in those those places where the road has been blocked you may go through the same road maybe you went through it yesterday but today maybe there's a blockage maybe there's an accident there's a delay but when you allow God to lead you rather than going about it yourself God will tell you no you don't take that place today go this other route because there is a delay there because that road has been blocked that is one of the reasons why many of us many of us encounter delays either because of our disobedience or not talking to god like i said i've had my own very very fair share there are so many things that if i can do again i'll say no I just have to hear from God first. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Who is a righteous man? Who is the just man before God? Is a person that submits to the will of God? Is that person that allows God to lead him or her? It is that person who, like when you just got uh, your phone, You will not just say, okay, I know how to operate it. You will go to the manual. You look at how you deal with it. The same way, your life, God has given you a manual. His word, not just His word. He has given you an operating system, the Holy Spirit. So that in everything that we do, the Holy Spirit will lead us and will guide us. But we have to be committed to Him we have to commit everything and every area of our lives to god for me i always tell people that the greatest problem of man is not the devil why because the devil is a defeated foe jesus has already dealt with him just waiting for the time that it will manifest clearly and also the bible tells us that we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the words of our testimony. We have overcome. So the devil is not our problem. Neither is it sin. Neither is it hell. Because the power behind sin. Is the law. And the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For cause is every man. Everyone that angered upon the tree. That the blessings of Abraham. Might come to you. And I. So it is not sin. Even hell was not made for man. Like I always tell people that I minister to, if you find yourself in hell, you are trespassing. Because God never intended hell for man, it was for Satan and the other fallen angels. So if you find yourself there, then you should ask yourself, how did I get here? You rejected the Son of God. So sin is not the problem. Neither is it the world. For he said, I have conquered the world. So what is the real problem? This real problem of man is self. The flesh. The old man. Because when the devil cannot get you, it will come back to those things that are inside of you that he can use. That is the door opener. The flesh is that part of you and I that has not been surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The flesh are the, 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 the areas of our lives that want to have it all. The selfish part, the greed, the I know it all. I want to be independent. I want to do it my own way those are areas that the devil uses and take an advantage of us and the bible says that for us to deal with this flesh we have to mortify it we have to kill the flesh that was why apostle paul said i die daily when i first saw that passage you die daily how can you die daily he said, "By putting my flesh under, when you deprive the flesh of those things that he wants, those things that he, he, he the flesh is seeking after, because the flesh is always in opposition to the spirit. When you allow the flesh to rise, the, fle- the spirit is going down, and when the spirit is on top, the flesh has no power." So we have to mortify the flesh. We have to ensure that the flesh no longer rules because whatever we feed grows. When you feed your flesh, your flesh will grow and become more powerful than your spirit. But when you feed your spirit by committing to this word of God, by praying, fasting at times, By seeking to do those things that God will be glorified in, you will find out that you are able to overcome some of the things that the flesh brings your way. It is as a result of the flesh that you have lost covetousness. It's the flesh because the flesh wants to be fed, it wants to do this. Why I've thought about it? Why is it that God, the day I say, I want to fast like this? When I open my eyes, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I want to eat yesterday i didn't eat anything or take any liquid until after five in the evening and i didn't feel it but the day i said okay i've dedicated this day lord i'm going to fast tomorrow and this by the time i open my eyes i want to eat food 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 everything everywhere i see food like this like oh i like that i like that i like that why is it so because your flesh knows that you want to engage on a spiritual journey. And because the flesh is always antagonistic to the spirit, it will rise up. Me too. I want to, I want to be fed. I want to be nourished. We have to ensure that before we take any decision in our lives, it is not just major decisions. Because What you think today is a minor decision may turn out to be a very important decision in your life that may affect the whole of your life. Talk to the Spirit of God. Hear from Him. In fact, God wants to talk to you. There's something I've been praying about for a while now. And it's like, God, I can't hear you. You are not talking to me. Why is it? What have I done? is it although i want to i want to have that thing i want to go along with that thing but i said no i don't want to take the decision by myself i want god to tell me whether i should go on or not You see, because yes i confess it to you god that i want this thing i want it but let your will be done but at the same time i've not really had a go ahead or no so why The fact that you have not heard anything from god does not mean that god is not talking or does not want you uh does not want to talk to you it may be a test see how committed you are to that let thy will be done you want to see how far you are going to hold on to let Thy will be done or maybe you are giving him time god is running out of time If I don't hear you, I will do something by myself. At times, God does that at times. He will give you a silent treatment and say, well, I want to see how far you are willing to wait on me. I remember when I was back in Nigeria, I lost my job one time. Then I got another job in a brewery and when i got the job in the brewery i said god i don't want to work in a brewery i'm a christian i'm a believer i don't want to work in a brewery but you know i've been out of job for some months and i have a daughter how far i said god well if you don't give me another job i'll go and take that and i will say well it's your fault because I gave you an option of giving me another job so that I won't take this. And I'll tell you. About a week or two to resumption, I got another letter from a bank. And when I opened the, this, in fact, I don't have to compare. It was clear that this bank job is better than this bureau job. That is God. It might come like that in so- on some occasions, some occasions he wants you to wait it out. I want to see how far your trust in him goes, and that is what will determine whether you are truly committed to God or not. Because when you hear from God, when God tells you to do this and you go ahead and do it, if there are problems on the way you say, Well, God, it's you, it's not me, because I did what you asked me to do, and God will never allow his integrity to be put to shame it will see you through but when you do this your own way who do you tell all that you can this God have mercy God forgive me because I did it myself God does not want to be a fire brigade man in your life someone that comes to quench the fire when the fire is already on no He wants to be involved in the process. He wants to be involved so that he guides you, he leads you, so that when those areas of challenges come, you can relax. Because you'll be able to tell people, well, God told me, and since it's God, I know
1: everything will be okay. Amen. Well, that's pretty much what it comes down to, doesn't it? If we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and the leading of God, then it doesn't matter where he leads us because we can trust in him and trust on his leading and his faithfulness to bring us through it because God isn't going to send us somewhere if he doesn't plan for us to succeed in the mission that he sent us to accomplish. But the key is is to commit fully to the leading of of God, So I hope that you guys got something out of this message. We don't have much time left for this week, but we pray and we are interceding on behalf of the church, on behalf of this nation, that the body of Christ would be committed to God, that the body of Christ would be led of the Holy Spirit so that we can see the move of God here on this earth. Amen. Well, we're about out of time for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to support us, don't forget to visit SOGMI.org and hit that donate button. You can also catch previous episodes of this broadcast and videos and teachings and other stuff there as well. Again, that's SOGMI.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you.